Today on Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, Modern Man. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. We are the one and only podcast that looks at every single ep- uh, song of Arcade Fire alphabetically in order. How are you doing, Alex? We are back. Back after a couple weeks break. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, it's been a while and, uh, since, yeah. yeah. It's been a while. We're re- real rusty in the studio here, you know. Yeah, it's it's good it's good to be back. I'm excited. It, uh, it <laughs> you, you even forgot the code to get in. What's we did. Yeah, that rusty. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're how how was your break when I mean, we've talked about this, but overall, yeah, no, overall, good. <laughs> it's been quite good. Have any? Uh, I um, I have some some arcade fire tidbits from my break. I have, I have one or two. Okay, well, go go for it. What are your, yeah, what are your tidbits? Basic, so you know, we all, we have a little series we talk about called the Arcade Arcade Fire Heard in Public Places. Mm-hmm. And this one is a Arcade Fire seen in public places, but not not like I didn't see any of the members, you know, unfortunately. But ah. um, my sister's in Turin, Italy, and they have a museum there, the Muse- Museum of Cinema. And in one of the rooms, they were playing the reflector tapes. Oh dang! Yeah, so that's, uh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, uh, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, we I mean, we talked about it a bit on a few of the reflector episodes. The reflector tapes is the documentary that went alongside reflector, and it's kind of about how it's made, and it's a little bit artsy. So, yeah, uh, like uh, Indiana Jones says, it belongs in a museum. Yeah. What's your tippets here? But you you also were saying that you saw in the record store in Victoria. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's a few in Victoria. It's not just a one-horse but town. But the, the CDs, though. I know. But, yeah, no, I'm oh. go, going through, you know, like the records, and I wanted to see what's in the Arcade Fire section. And interesting enough, I mean, it's hard to say, right, because it's around Christmas. It was after Christmas. So maybe everyone did their Christmas shop- shopping and shows Funeral and mm. Suburbs because those two were not there. What was there, though, was Everything Now, Reflector, and... The EP. Ah, I uh, in physical media news picked up for uh, sixteen dollars wins uh, or Will's live album. Nice uh, Saturday nice. night. Yeah, that's a that's that's it's a banger. It is. Uh, and in a uh, vintage store near sort of where I live, for two dollars a CD copy of the Suburbs, which I already have, but this was one of the alternate covers. Oh, and wow. for two dollars, I'll fill every room in my house. <laughs> uh, I now have I now have three. The original one, which I got, you know, when it came out, and then the two others, which I got for like two dollars, like like this one of the alternate covers. I think there's six or nine. Uh, basic I think fact. six. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, I have some some experiences. So I went home to Coquitlam, which is a suburb of Vancouver, uh, well away from the city, and very much a suburb like you know rows of houses in most of it and uh first night i went home there was a huge storm in british columbia and the power was out in my neighborhood and for most of the lower mainland and other british columbia for hours uh, days yeah some, some places, places days it was huge like uh did you did your power go out on uh mine didn't but uh, i thought it was going to but it didn't um like brock the docks were breaking mm-hmm. you know it was a big uh big event here huge in BC. Uh, and so it was nighttime when I got there because in Vancouver, it gets dark really early in the winter and really late in the summer, like 4 p.m. in the winter and 9.30 p.m. in the summer. 
Uh, and I snapped Owen uh, when I was driving up my street, you know, from the passenger seat. We don't condone phones while driving here. And uh, all the houses with no lights on on my first visit back to the neighborhood. You know, nobody's home. Nobody minds. I didn't see any kids swinging from the power lines, but that's exactly. I was kind of grinning like, ha ha, the power is out. I, and I'm going back to my neighborhood. This is, uh, ha ha, I get it. If only you had one of those physical copies of the CD in your car with you. Yeah. I, uh, I went home and I played on my piano the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do of power out. Yeah. Uh, and... So my parents, so I went home, my parents had recently renovated and painted in our house and repainted my room. And so I get home and my room is empty. All my stuff's in boxes, except for my bed and all the remnants of my high school self, you know, the posters I had up, the way I had it laid out, the pictures on my cork board, all in boxes in the empty room. And uh, all the things that, you know, meant so much to me at the time in boxes, but I'm still here. And uh, almost all the rooms in my house now no longer look like how I remember them. And I've been, we've been in that house since I was four, so that's 18 years. And uh, yeah, none of a lot of the rooms no longer look like how I remember them. And, you know, meant nothing at all, meant nothing. And many streets in my neighborhood, uh, especially in the past, like, four months since I've been at school, a lot of them have been sold to developers, put up condos or one house will sell and they'll put two or three on a lot. And uh, I remember paths between the houses, biking, and gone. Nothing, you know. The houses they built, fallen. The room's my house, empty. Uh, my iPod, playing the suburbs. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll see how long this feeling stays when we get to the suburbs in a few months. But uh, it's happening. So if there's any fans out there who are really dedicated, I want you to go through that <laughs> oh, monologue. Yeah. Go through that monologue and find how many different references to the suburbs I was just made. In it. And, uh, you know, if you really want the full Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet experience, send us an email and I'll, uh, I'll take you on a guided tour. <laughs> and that email is arcadefirealphabet at gmail.com. No, it's arcadefire.alpha at gmail.com. The Google didn't like us putting alphabet in there. Yeah. It's uh, theirs. That word is solely owned by them. Yep. Um, no, that's, yeah. You know, it's good. That's our first plug of 2019. You know? Yeah. Prepare for many more. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's 2019. We rang in the new year at a house party, as we, we kind of do. And, uh, you know, I generally make the oh, no, I generally make the playlists for these house parties, and it's it's tough to limit down songs. Uh, oh, kind of a mix of, like, songs that, say, Owen and I like versus crowd pleasers for everybody. Like uh, something like LCD Sound System versus Africa by Toto. Uh and so I'll usually go for an hour or two more songs than what the estimated party length will be. And I put in some Arcade Fire. I put in Everything Now, Put Your Money on Me, Month of May because of Scenes from the Suburbs. The Spike Jones film, short film, in which the kids are all at a party listening to the month, month of May. Month of May. And Owen and I have often said, like, yeah, this has never happened. <laughs> uh, a high school party where they're playing Month of May. Uh, and... It, uh, or perhaps it has, but it never happened for us. And so uh, it happened because Shuffle picked it on. And I put in chemistry as a social experiment to see how the mood of the party changes and because it slaps, but it didn't come on. Shuffle did not pick it. I think God made the right choice there. Yeah, the Shuffle gods, so we'll never know. You know, wasn't able. I wasn't able to dance to chemistry, and I really wanted to. Uh, 
And the uh, but so there's this place in Vancouver called the Fox Cabaret, which is like a uh, like a club. Is it a cabaret? It's a bar. It's a <laughs> bar. People dance, and they have a lot of fun events, including uh, this uh, this this Friday they have a David Bowie one where they said they're gonna play all David Bowie stuff and songs inspired by David Bowie, and I hope we're gonna hear Reflector. But uh, they also do a night where you can bring a record and they'll play a song on it. And I really want to bring everything now. And I want them to play chemistry. And I want to dance and I want to see how it goes. And, you know, I want to take a video and send it to Win on Instagram and hopefully make him smile. So everything you do in your life is really just to make Win smile. Isn't that kind of bad? Shouldn't you be trying to make yourself <laughs> smile? Well, I mean, making Win smile makes me smile. Uh, this is so far, we've been able to do it once that we know of. Potentially, who knows? Oh yeah, it might have been a stern frown. Yeah, it's hard to get real um, the context out of tweets. It really is. Uh, yeah, last uh, New Year thing, Arcade Fire power predictions of 2019. What do you think is going to happen with the band this year? Well, I didn't know I was supposed to make an in-depth prediction. On the spot. But on, on the, the spot. spot here. I think, hmm. Do you who's who's going to tour? Who's going to make a new album? Is no one going to make a new album? Uh yeah, Will's definitely gonna make a new album. That's definitely gonna come out this year. I'm like that's like a easier bet. I thought you were gonna make me you know go way like yo know, farther bets about like you know like uh, Tim's gonna dye his hair green or something oh. like that. But. <laughs> we got a uh, ten to one odds. <laughs> yeah, I'd say yeah, whatever. Like <laughs> Will releasing an album this year is probably even odds, and yeah, ten to one on Tim dyeing his hair green. What do you, what do you got here? I rich I could see Richard keeping the tour going as he has been. Like there was when we first. When there was the Vancouver dates announced, there were like six dates, and now there were 10, and then there were 20. And I could see him like. Well, he was in Belgium a couple of days ago. Yes. And uh, I could see him going to Japan. Yeah. Uh, I For the, for the bath alone. Yeah. I feel like he, from what we were talking about, that this tour for him is very. Uh, it's a way for him to rest that perhaps other people need time off from touring completely, but by doing this music, he seems to be mentally resting from the Arcade Fire tours. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I perhaps uh, the other, the rest of them putting out music, maybe other than Will, like a perhaps, but they're also, they aren't as prolific as Richard because Richard has already put out an album between tours whereas and like this is the second one whereas like uh sam patch of tim he's only put out the one uh well, i think with richard too is i think it was written it was written before they finished the tour yeah and stuff. yeah oh so, and he's the whole other i forgot there's the whole other one coming out next year yeah the part two of which the, is probably finished but uh yeah uh i also have um predict so last record store day in april we had the Arcade Fire re-release of their EP. And so Power Predictions, it's been long rumored that we're going to get a physical release of the Her soundtrack. I could plausibly see that happening on Record Store Day, which is at the end of April. Uh, the Everything Now outtakes at some point, although I could just as easily see this not happening. Really? So what albums have had outtakes? Suburbs have had outtakes. Had the two. Reflector did. Uh, and then we had the little smatterings from Funeral and Neon Bile that just kind of came. Yeah, but they weren't uh, they weren't officially. Not, no, not it wasn't a compilation. Wasn't a compilation. Uh, you can say like, oh, we had the Funeral bonus disc, but uh, it yeah they th that was different when they had so few songs they were playing their outtakes just because they had to make things stretch out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I could also very plausibly see like the the her soundtrack a uh, three to one odds. 
At 10 to 1, I have a special release on Record Store Day of the 10th anniversary of Funeral. Last year... Like remastered or No, what? last year, oh, so the, the, the National... Live. Yeah, the last year the National put out a release of their album Boxers, which... Boxer, which they played live in Brussels earlier that year and recorded the whole thing, like the album front to back. And I could very plausibly see them putting out a live recording of one of the Greek shows of Funeral. And I can see the album art being that... The, the poster where it was the funeral artwork, but it was black with silver. And, uh, yeah, I could – that's a that's a 10 – no, I 5 to 1. We got 3 to 1 her mm, – no, nah, nah, ten, 10 to 1 funeral live. Do you think uh, they'd release a film as well, like a, a live video of the concert? I, I don't know because they still haven't released that Paris one. Yeah, which I mean, was, we, it was just streamed, right? Yeah, we saw it live, but – uh, they didn't. Uh, uh, we, they didn't mean see it. Although I recorded it. Um, Jeez, you shouldn't be saying that online. Uh, well, they're gonna sue you. Uh, <laughs> just the just the audio. Um, okay, that's that's what he wants you to think. Oh, yeah. Oh no. Oh, you're getting sued. The podcast is getting sued. <laughs> this is a partnership. We're all going down. <laughs> Copyright infringement. Just don't. Uh, what you do? Don't distribute it, Alex. Yeah. No. It's for personal use. <laughs> Um, it still doesn't make it legal, I don't think. But uh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> and if you want proof that it didn't happen, email Arcid Fire Alpha. <laughs> we'll uh, beep this whole part out. Uh, uh, anyway, you got anything else to start the year off on? Um, no, I'm just happy that we get starting a whole new year here with all yeah. of our fans, with us, with you, with the studio, and. And here we go. What what do we have today, Owen? We have Modern Man. Modern Man. So what do we have basic facts yeah, for that? Let's go straight into the basic facts. Um, this is the third track from the suburbs. It is four minutes and 39 seconds long. So, you know, just above average for the album. Released as part of the album, like not as a single, but just as part of the whole on August 2nd, 2010. It is the 43rd most played song live and it has mm. been played live 55 times. And, it, you know, it's almost in that golden zone. Do you know what song is in the golden zone as it has been played the same amount of times as it is the ranked song? So, right, this is oh. ranked 43rd and been played 55. The golden number is 46. It's been a, a certain song has been played 46 times and is the 46th most played. My body's a cage. No. I mean, that's a pretty good guess. Uh, it's not it, though. It's I'm sleeping in a submarine. Ah, must, interesting. Must have been a lot of the early plays yeah. and stuff. But I think that's just such a cool thing, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is in equilibrium. Fun fun statistics. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. and it's So, the most recent play of Modern Man was on October 25th, 2017. So, again, it's like... That the, was... We almost got that then, eh? Yeah. It was, it's one of those things. They were trying out suburb songs. I think they were getting a little bored. Or not bored on tour, but they were, like, trying... So, we, we heard We Used to Wait, mm-hmm. and this is, like, just a show just after us, right? It would have been... Yeah. Yeah, this would have been just... Something like... I think dra- we saw them on the 14th or the 18th. Yeah, just right after the Vancouver show. And now, th- instead of We Used to Wait, they got Modern Man, which is good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm content with that. I like I like the song a lot, which we'll get into later, but this would have been one... This would have been a cool-down song for, for me. For sure. That, like, I'm singing along, but I... Like, a chance to dab the sweat on my forehead, because I, I get very sweaty, just in general, and especially at shows. <laughs> uh, whereas We Used to Wait was like a... Like a jumping and yelling and uh, losing yourself kind of song. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a single, whereas we had, like, looking at the so list of singles So many singles. singles. Had, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Although, looking at the... Perhaps instead of City with No Children, because it was Suburbs Month of May was the first, and then We Used to Wait, Ready to Start, City with No Children, Speaking in Tongues, and then the remix of Sprawl 2 and Ready to Start. Yeah. I could see this being instead of City with No Children, uh, because I feel like this is a fan favorite, this song. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, a lot of people, like, yeah, 40 or... Uh, 43rd, for, like, ugh, 43rd played overall. I feel like a lot of people, I mean, myself included, be very happy seeing this live. I could see this being a lot of people's favorite song on the suburbs. Yeah. Um, when you get into that sweet spot of, I've listened to the suburbs and sprawl to so much that I, I've moved on to a, like, those are, those are my favorites, but I need, I need another favorite, something yeah. that, and I think that this is a, a, a next, uh, this is, yeah. Like it's yeah. Well, like I mean, if we get favorite. further into the statistics here, we can see it has 13.9 million streams on Spotify, mm. which is the fifth most on the album. But, so fifth most. So, like, it beats out, I think it beats out City, I think. Yeah. But um, what what's interesting, though, is that I think it's helped by its position on the album. So you look at, it's a classic, classic Spotify thing, because Rococo is the sixth most streamed, and I can uh. tell you that Rococo <laughs> is not everyone's sixth favorite song on the suburbs. Oh, maybe, I, maybe. I think it's helped by it. <laughs> I, think, it I think it's some people's <laughs> sixth favorite song on the album, uh, which I'll get to. Uh, Is it your months. sixth favorite? Well, I don't song? know. I don't know. It's on, but I, uh, I do like Rococo, which we'll, we'll get. We'll get to. We'll get to. It's a long time for now. But uh, in general, what I'm saying though is, I think yeah, I think both those songs are helped by their position on mm-hmm. in the album. Uh, yeah. So I'm ready to get into it then. I uh, well, I have a couple more things. I like this song. Uh, I like when they play it live. When they played it live on the Suburbs tour, Win played a black Telecaster with a white pickguard, which makes me happy because I have a black Telecaster with a white pickguard. Although Win's is probably two thousand dollars more expensive than mine at, at least, but you know, basically the same. And this is a song that I have played with a band, and uh, I I I like um. It's it's fun to play, but I don't like it's not my first choice because I like to yell and this song is peak wind desperation voice where yeah. wind has his like speak singing low register and it's not really something you can belt out, it's something you can uh sing in a very lamenting voice. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh and because we're on the suburbs with much more uh, compared to like Lennon and uh, others in Jingle Bell Rock where there's not really much context to give. We are, like you said, the third song in the suburbs. And so at this point, setting context, when our main character has, you know, looked back, can't believe that he's moving past the feeling and decided that, you know, he's moved into the night and is ready to start facing that fact. And we begin our process of him making peace with all the emotions that will peak with Half-Light 2 and end with Suburbs Continued. This is still very much in the beginning and him thinking about what's going to happen compared to even city with no children where he talked about that he's uh dealing with these specific feelings like on that where it's specific he's in a city with no children whereas here it's a much more vague emotion that he's ready to start facing yeah i really like the 33rd and the third ah 
um, interpretation, which was he in like the book that we had the author on, Eric uh, Idlestein, Eric on Edelstein. the month he, of May. No, Empty Room episode. Yeah, we, we have done month of May is next week. Empty Room, and uh, he talks about how the suburbs, like the song itself, is kind of like a prologue for mm-hmm. the album, right? Like it's kind of like a whole capturing prologue, and then you get ready to start, which is like you know, I've, I've, we've gone through the prologue. Now this is the album starting, and like this is kind of like that's why I see this song like Mar Man is kind of it's like it's building the story now. It's like mm-hmm. we've started, we've had the prologue, we've started chapter one and now we're in chapter two and like we're seeing where it goes yeah uh i'll start us off so i wait my turn i'm a modern man and the people behind me they can't understand makes me feel like makes me feel like so i wait in line i'm a modern man the people behind me they can't understand makes me feel like something don't feel right like a record that's skipping i'm a modern man and the clock keeps ticking i'm a modern man makes me feel like makes me feel like so what do you think, Owen? So, like, first thing I'm going to say about this is, like, this song is... <laughs> it's interesting because it's very self-focused. So we go from Neon Bible, where a lot of it is, like, the male protagonist talking about the female protagonist, where they've gone, like, she's gone and trying to chase her and all this means to her. This one's, like, this is, like, a very introspective for the male protagonist. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you have to kind of look for as you kind of go throughout the song. And something that, like, very specifically we... I feel like we see on the bookends of, of, of Neon Bible with Black Mirror, especially when we get here that want to break the mirror going back to that sort of theme. And then on the very end of My Body is a Cage, he kind of like went through this whole cycle of no longer thinking about himself. But then we're very much back into that like we were on Funeral. Yeah. Yeah, which is I think is interesting. And the other thing, too, is like for me, like getting the whole – like going straight into the lyrics here is uh, – Makes me feel like is that's all the stuff that makes you talk about himself. But the wait about waiting in line, and so I wait in line. I'm a modern man, and the people behind me they can't understand what it makes me feel like. For me, this is like the true DMV doctor's office scenario. Yep. So what it is, it's one of those things. It's like if I'm standing in line at the DMV or ICBC here, or a doctor's office, and this or the pharmacy or something. It's an example, a bank. A bank. You're standing in line. All you're thinking about is yourself, right? You're thinking about, oh, I have this. This is my life and everything I got to do. And then you have to go to the teller and it's all about you. But, you know, right beside you in line is someone else. And then they're doing the exact same thing, right? They're thinking about their life. And they're, the, no one's – when you're standing in line, you're not thinking about the five other people who are standing in line with you. And that's why this kind of brings me back to one of my favorite television tropes, which is like episodes. Whereas a television series, like usually a sitcom, not always, it'll be in a bank and – there'll be a scene in the bank or wherever it is, and then there'll be flashbacks for each character in the bank about mm-hmm. how they got there, right? It's a classic kind of like TV trope. <laughs> like It's like how everyone's story is like a line, right? And they all kind of intermingle at the end. It's a classic kind of move. And I feel like that's what like I, I get out of this right here where it's like, you know, you're so focused on you waiting in line, but there's so much other stuff going on. So Yeah, oh, I definitely agree. And uh, before just going into that for me, uh, we were saying with – you were saying that him thinking about himself, like we said, with the suburbs being a prologue of him kind of like the thought drifting into his head and then him, I'm ready to start facing this and facing that, you know, well, I'm no longer a kid who, I'm no longer a kid who knows. And he realized that his body is a cage, something that he struggled the whole time on Neon Bible. And in that sense of his body is his body and that cage is that even if he's young, he is getting older physically, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, but he's thinking now maybe that's all right. 
and he's really facing that i'm not a kid i'm a man i'm the modern man and i yeah like exactly what you were saying he's working in the building downtown and he's waiting in lines but not like the lines he used to wait in with the cool kids outside all night yeah these are this is yeah like a bank or traffic and uh one of my favorite books is the little prince or le petit prince le petit prince yeah in in french and uh in the book the adults that the little prince encounters bankers and uh the kings and stuff they they talk about matters of consequence and that numbers and figures are are these matters of consequence and these are these movers and shakers and producers and buildings downtown uh but what when and the, the main character is saying is that all these other modern men and women they, they don't understand what he's going through and the internal angst that he has and uh like you were saying about people in the bank, everyone was thinking about themselves and looking around like, oh, all these people don't understand the problems that I have and this is so important. Uh, which is, yeah, it's a, a thing everyone goes through. Uh, another one is, I feel like very similar when you're sitting on the bus and waiting. Yeah. It's not a line, but it's that looking around and thinking like, uh, like, oh, these people, they'll, they'll never understand. Um, another interpretation that I can see is that these are the people kind of behind him in life, not physically in line. And behind him in life as in the cool kids who are in the neighborhoods and the kids who know and think that, you know, he's slept and, you know, given in and become this adult that they refuse and and resent, this modern man. But they don't understand that even though he's gotten older and has, and, and, you know, moved on, he still has this internal strife and, uh, you know, maybe he still has that fire that doesn't want to see the death of everything that's wild, which he's just kind of discovering. Um, and they can't see that there's, you know, the fire doesn't go out inside the cage that is his aging body. His spirit might be young, but the body is not. And uh, the same thing, the record that's skipping, his song isn't progressing, you know, his song of youth and joy and whatever they yell about on funeral and the clock is ticking, you know, time is always winning and he's getting old, the modern man. And I think that maybe could be the double meaning of the, like, the kids, like, I don't understand, like, my body's a cage. I, like, I may look old, but I still feel like you. I still, you don't understand, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. I never really thought about it like that, but I think that's interesting. Because, like, when I see the line, like, the uh, life, <laughs> the record that's skipping and the clock keeps ticking, for me, it's, like, again, like, I, I can see, like, how they <laughs> they work so well with Spike Jones because, for me, I just get that visual imagery of a scene in a movie or something where it's, like, the movie click or skip or whatever with oh, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler where he has sad, like, it's a sad movie. I know, where you don't he, think it's going to be sad, but that's a sad movie. Where, where he has this television remote and he can kind of skip through life kind of stuff. And it's it, it's skipping through the life and it's, you get these clips of life and it's the, the part that keeps playing on the vinyl, the part that keeps playing on the turntable that skips to is just you on the bus. It's like, it's like yeah. you know, five days in a row. It's like, what's changed? Nothing. <laughs> it's just you and you're on the bus. <laughs> and the clock's ticking. Like, your life's ending. And then, like, you only got so much more time. But it's just the only part they remember, the only part they see, like all the time you're spending is, is, is that time on the bus. Yeah, I, 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 I like that a lot. That the like, perhaps like he he knows the fire hasn't gone out, but he really like when he gets over those highs over like you know whatever whatever we're calling the feeling that they move past this young feeling. Yeah. Uh, when he gets over the highs, it's it's like oh dang, I'm getting old. You know, it's not always there, um, and. Yeah, he's like, but I do kind of feel like this. You know, you don't understand. It's still, yeah. 
Okay. I uh, I like it. I'll, I'll go from here. Go for it. In my dreams, I was almost there. Then they pulled me aside and said, you're going nowhere. <laughs> they say we are the chosen few, but we waste it. And that's why we're still waiting on a number from the modern man. Maybe when you're older, you will understand why you don't feel right. Why you can't sleep at night now in line for a number, but you don't understand like a modern man in line for a number, but you don't understand like a modern man. So, so what do you think? Right away, you know, it's like, this is the, it's setting itself up for we used to wait. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> like then that's why we're still waiting. You know, it's like, that's like, kind of like a key. Like, I mean, this album all fits together really well mm-hmm. and conceptually. And like, so that's why, again, getting with there. But I think this interesting because I think the narrator's voice kind of changed. Like, or the voice of who, who, who this is coming from changes because um, in, in a line for a number, but you don't understand like a modern man. I feel like that's speaking to the protagonist who was so introspective at the start. It's like it's a chorus, right? It's the same for me. It's like um, these are the cool kids <laughs> from the past, right? And they're saying you don't understand. They, they like, you know, he's moved past the feeling, but for some reason he thinks that they're telling him that he's <laughs> doesn't know as much as they do, and they haven't moved past the feeling yet. Yeah. Um. I yeah well starting off with the in my dream I was almost there I kind of like this is him uh, when he's sleeping he almost reached the sea you know the the the, the sea that we talk about the whole time on Neon Bible uh, when he when he you know slept and gave in but the the rest of these modern men said said no and uh, kind of like everyone says that or kind of like his generation everyone's saying that oh they're young and free and they 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 know where no cars go and they can navigate the sprawl. Um, and they were supposed to, you know, make use of every second of every minute of their youth doing things and experiencing things like, you know, traveling and like, like everyone thinks that, uh, looking back, like, oh, uh, like energy of, of, to travel and create and all these things you can do. And, but you know, they, they lay under the stars biking to the parks and they wasted the time that like you were the chosen few, like you could have, you could have had all of this, especially, Wynn's generation perhaps of his parents would have been baby boomers who you know the what are the the greatest generation uh trope that they fought in a war for you to be uh the chosen few and and, and, and then you wasted it and you wasted it uh by and, their definition of success um and then we get to the like oh wasted hours you know it's like yeah like it uh, it's just the the greatest irony is that you have to wait to that song to truly realize that i do nothing but waste them again like i think yeah one of the most poetic lines i think on the entire album and most like thoughtful mm-hmm. and the fact that they make you build it up here like i was saying you know this is the second chapter of the book and the fact that they make you wait until then is yeah because because our our protagonist hasn't hasn't realized that yet um but, uh, yeah, um, and this wasted youth, uh, I feel like, you know, we all, we all waste our youth. I mean, as if Owen and I aren't still in our youth, but, uh. Well, I am currently wasting it, though. Yeah, we're, <laughs> what are we doing right now? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like, even looking back to, like, high school, that not really knowing, like, you know, the night move is when you just don't seem to have as much to lose, and the, you know, summer of 69, all those songs about the emotion that, I don't know. It feels like every year there are more and more things piling on and thinking, oh, even like the amount of like 
the amount I didn't have any responsibilities even like last year. Now I have to worry about so much. And last year I was so worried about all these things and felt like I was I was not doing anything, but uh, I could have been doing so much more because I had I wasn't held down by all of these responsibilities. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's that's the wasting he's thinking about. And I think that whenever I see this older, wiser figure on these first three albums, uh, I think of, you know, Alexander, the older brother, Laika, who, you know, has, he's been through it. And he's saying, you know, when you're older, you'll, you'll understand this feeling that you're, that you have, which is like the classic response you hear your whole life of uh, telling kids like, oh yeah, you know, when you're older, you'll understand. You kind of hate hearing it when you're a kid, like, well, thank you. Uh, but then, you get to the point where you start dishing it out. Like I tell my little sister, like, ah, you'll, you'll, maybe you'll find it funnier when you're older. Uh, when we're watching it, when he's like, oh, I don't like that TV show. Like, ah, oh, you might when you're older. Um, or just all sorts of things like that. And uh, you, but you, and he starts to say, it, you get older, to say it to yourself too. Like, you know, this too shall pass. And things might not be great right now, but they'll get better. And when I'm older, maybe I'll, you know, I'll look back and think that this was all funny. I'll understand it more when I'm older. Uh, like the, uh, <laughs> starting the year off with a more, with another, uh, better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all is kind of the breakup equivalent of you'll understand when you're older. Yeah. Where it's like, like, thank you for saying that. Like, <laughs> uh, when, uh, like eternal sunshine on the spotless mind, he realizes, that as time progresses, you understand things more that may have meant so much at the time. And, uh, yeah, that's, a uh, this one, it's a short song lyrically, but there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Very dense words. So uh, do you want to take it from here? Sure. It's, oh, I had a dream. Uh, oh, I had a dream. I was dreaming and I feel I'm losing the feeling. Makes me feel like, like something don't feel right. I erase the number of the modern man want to break the mirror of the modern man makes me feel like makes me feel like uh here i think this first line is pretty powerful because he's saying that you know his dreams aren't even there anymore he you know very inception he only dreams in his dreams it's not even like like this ideal kind of thing the reaching the sea it's not even like he sees that immediately he dreams about a time when he could see that um and uh, I think waking up from that is pretty tough. I have a, a more philosophical episode today, a very profound. I So I dream every night without it. Like I, I definitely dream abnormally. And I've had some that have lasted three years where I'll wake up and remember three years passing. And I've had ones that felt like months in the span of me hitting snooze between my alarm in the morning, which is everything now, playing and then playing five minutes later. And sometimes I'll dream that I'm in high school again and it's always in the summers and I feel like I know what's going to happen and kind of want it to happen again, but I want it to happen again. I want to get older and you force yourself to wake up, but you know, you have those great dreams of, of when there's no responsibilities of real life. And he woke up from that. He woke up from almost reaching the sea and you know, he, he can't face it. He, he hates that he gave in and, you know, went to sleep and erase the number of the modern man that he is. And I feel like this reflection he doesn't know, I don't think of it, this isn't quite the reflector reflection. This is the black mirror reflection where he looks at the mirror and doesn't recognize, it's not the clear reflection of who he thinks he is because he still sees himself as the younger self that he saw in the dream. He sees some dark reflection of, of who he is 
But that dark reflection is, in fact, even if he doesn't want to see that, that is who he is, that he has gotten older, and the cage that is his body, you know, got older, and uh, he hates it. It's like, like I just, I was back there, and I woke up, and I can't stand it. I don't want to break the mirror that I'm not, I'm not there anymore. Uh, it's, it's a very different, it's no longer kind of lamenting. It's angry. These two lines are very angry. Uh, yeah, what, what do you think? Yeah, so like, you know, like we talked about the reflector, and I kind of get a bit of that, and I get the Soren Kierkegaard. So we talked about mm-hmm. that, right? Their influence, and um, in his reflector, Kierkegaard talks about like people. It's like the, the, to really break the status quo, you have to be the one who goes and like stands on thin ice. And like, I mean, like in the reflector interviews, Wynn says, you know, people aren't willing to stand on the ice. People aren't willing to applaud people for standing on the ice, right? People will applaud people for standing on the thick ice and not get going in danger. And so here it's like our, uh, like the, the protagonist wants to go and stand on that thin ice. He wants to break through and he wants to erase <laughs> I, I love erasing the number of the modern man because it's, yeah. like, it's like you know it's like if you're not in my contacts you can't text me <laughs> call me maybe <laughs> and like it's like the idea of um the finality of that mm-hmm. it's like it's like well it's just interesting because like it's such compared to such poetic language like it's terms of like um the suburbs or even just arcade fire like this is like some the most dense like poetic language you're getting right here and to have the idea of oh just you know erasing his number you know it's like in, out of my phone it just seems so like the the juxtaposition but um yeah i don't know i think it's like it's it's that it's that struggle it's that pre-reflector struggle of mm-hmm. am i gonna break the ice am i gonna risk everything to to, to get that feeling because he's losing that feeling right mm-hmm. he's losing that feeling of being with the kids losing that feeling of risk he's sitting on the bus and it's like am i gonna break am i gonna take that risk and step on the thin ice yeah i uh yeah, and I, this part, I, we don't get the resolution like we did before of the um, makes me feel like. We don't get the something don't feel like. Before as well, it just makes me feel like blank, like kind of like he's out of breath, like makes me, like makes me feel like, I don't know, like a yeah. frustrated kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, they, the music throughout this song, I mean, I'm going to talk more about music at the end, but it, I find it, it really emphasizes that I was before we came earlier today I was playing it for Owen as a this is what I'm going to talk about specifically so he knows that so the main it's just it's kind of three chords it's a f sharp minor and e but compared to like say the suburbs and most songs of not even them but every song it's like the chords will change on the beat like say the suburbs is like d uh I think that b minor like on the four, it changes every time. But this one has this kind of like A and then on the beat F and then this like very, very quick dun, 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 dun of E changing to A where you don't even get a full kind of like min- like uh, time with it. It's uh, like it stumbles like he for like uh, I I think musically it seems like almost like, oh, I forgot there's the chord needs to come in here. Like, yeah, one, two, oh, oh right, three. And that's kind of like his... Uh, like he's so deep in this thought of like makes me feel like 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 oh right I was doing something because yeah. he's stuck in this unable to finish a sentence, um, and then it like the it, the 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 bar ends before he could even finish the sentence or play that chord. Um, yeah, I th- I think it re- it's it's a really weird one. Same with the drums. Like if you if you you can hear it, especially if you watch a live performance of Jeremy Gara and where he like 
it's it's a bit off the beat um and uh yeah i i, I think it really really like uh matches the 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 lyrics yeah um yeah you want to take it to the, <laughs> the end finish it off from here. in my dream yeah. to i'm a in my dream i was almost there then they pulled me aside and said you're going nowhere i know we are the chosen few but we waste it that's why we're still waiting in line for a number, but you don't understand, like a modern man. In line for a number, but you don't understand, like a modern man. If it's all right, then how come you can't sleep at night? In line for a number, but you don't understand, like a modern man. I'm the modern man. I'm the modern man. I'm the modern man. I'm a modern man. Uh, big change. It's the same sort of thing, but the they say to I know uh we are the chosen few mm-hmm. and uh that's a big like uh as a child oh you'll be when you're older you'll understand that you were the chosen few and it's like yeah i'm older i understand we were the chosen few but we wasted it mm-hmm. um yeah i i think that on this last bit with the if all, if it's all right it's him asking his modern man black mirror reflection you know, if it's fine and, and if I'll understand when I'm older, then, you know, why can't I sleep at night? Like, uh, like, you know, if it's better to have loved and lost, then why do I feel like this right now? Yeah. He hasn't gotten older. Um, yeah. Like if, if this too shall pass, why is it not? I, I don't know. I'm the modern man. And, uh, I guess this is what we're dealing with and this is what all the modern men are dealing with. And I'm the modern man. Yeah, so I, I think it's really interesting because I was talking about how, like, introspective it is and almost to the point of, like, self-indulgent, kind of, like, uh, egotistic, right? When? Like, self-indulgent? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's, no. that's, that's, like, for me, that's, like, I'm the modern man. I'm the modern man. It's like, wait, wait. I'm a modern man. <laughs> like there's, there's mm-hmm. more, right? Like it's like it's a at a certain point like there's like that realization. It's like you know I'm just I'm more of a trope. I'm an archetype here. Like the modern man is this archetype, and like for the longest part of the song, they think it's like oh I'm special because I am the modern man. But then you realize it's like no 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 no. It's like I'm fall I've fallen I've fallen into this archetype, and now we have to wait for what comes. We have to wait for some kids to laugh at us. Robo yeah, goat. which we're gonna get next and. uh Going to what we've already talked about in City with No Children, this is him saying like, like, oh yeah, I'm unique. I'm the modern man, but it's like, oh no, I'm just one of many modern men and women, and I kind of feel like I've been living in a city that's been nothing but modern men and women, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, huh? What am I gonna do? And eventually, we'll get through later parts of the album. Um. um. I also want to talk about musically. Yes, I so, have more to say about that as well. Um, well, interesting, more like talking about, so I don't know if you, you probably watched the live recording, right? The, mm-hmm. Of Jewel, from the Jules Holland show. Oh, I don't know. I've seen a live recording. But this, yeah, this one, so it's a late night show at the BBC too. And oh, no, I haven't. I, I watched a concert one. Okay, yeah. So I, I watched like the live show. It's like, it's super interesting, right? Because it's one where they're almost all on strings. I mean, Regine's on the keyboard, mm. Jeremy Gar's on the drums, but then you have all of them, right? It's like, um, Tim, Wynn, and Richard are all on guitar. Will's on like the electric the bass, bass, yeah, and um, Sarah Newfield on strings, and it's just because they're all on these like string instruments. Because like Regine's keyboard part is like pretty minimal mm-hmm. in, in ref- like relatively. It, it's this sounds like a very simplistic arcade, ar- ar- arcade fire song, 
but in general, like we we spent so much time going through it, but like it's one of those things where it's, if you don't look at Modern Man with that same microscope, it just it can come across as kind of like oh, this is a simplistic song that you kind of tune out of in the suburbs. But yeah, it, it because it it is a tune out song because it's him waiting in line and having these tune out daydreams it's, or on it's the that, bus uh, yeah it's that elevator music kind of not, I mean, not that it's elevator music but it's like that that tune out it's that you're on the elevator and you're not, you're not thinking about the music but there it is and yeah that's like the uh, I recommend everybody looking up there's this YouTube channel called songs that never start and there's one of the suburbs where it's just the intro over and over and over again it's just like yeah at any given moment in the very basement of my brain it's just me like zoned out with the, the apple spinny wheel with the suburbs intro playing over and over again like Da, 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 in the yeah. back of my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what you were saying, if you look at it live, it's like everyone has something to do on this song. Yeah. It's not like others where... where There's no tambourine playing. But. Yeah. Uh, like, say on even like Rebellion Lies, like Will is the, the centerpiece of that song with his with his drum, but that drum isn't mic Like, he's not adding anything to the music. It's, you know, Jeremy's playing the drum. It's He's adding to the spectacle but he doesn't really have anything to 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 do in if they were like if it was a instrumental version perhaps it'd be like like you know what i mean like he's there yeah. he's the main part of that song but in terms of music like yeah like i said his drum isn't mic he's not really doing anything but uh on this one everyone has something to do and i was going to say wins a wins telecaster song on this like the thunk 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 is very uh like the whole rhythm guitar is uh it's like probably the thirdest loud third loudest thing in the mix after vocals and drums and it's uh it's it's very bruce that's a very like people say this album is influenced by that sound and that palm mute thunk of a telecaster is is quintessential bruce um, yeah. Uh, what, what do you have for, for a rating? Yeah, it's, you know, maybe one day we'll get Bruce on the episode to talk about some arcade fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... that we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll phone him up. And but see not Win. Win refuses, but uh, Bruce and, you know, Bob Dylan and mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell and... Uh, Neil Young. Neil Young and uh, Paul McCartney and... Uh, we we would have liked David to get Bowie. Leonard Cohen, but... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, rating? I have... Well, I was on the edge for this one. I'm still on the edge. I'm... Uh, I'm three and a half out of three and a half skipping records out of five. Hmm. Okay, why? 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 Is I was that? almost a four. I was just so close to a four. But what's what's differentiating this? It's maybe it's because you have. To, I find like this song, you do have to look at so hard into it to truly find its beauty. It's not like evident and you know that's that could be a good thing that could drive it up mm-hmm. the score it's or it's something that you can be like okay well it's not for me it's not there as to the other songs in the suburbs which we'll do later and gonna be higher than three and a half you know it's, it's like the biggest question like the whole reason why we, why we do this is you know it's like not every arcade fire song can be a five it's like yeah how, for it's you like, for like yeah. for again this like, is not we're not objectively saying this is a three and a half or owen's yeah. not objectively saying it's, it's three and a half it's to owen this is what it does for him yeah out of five and it's well yeah it's just like you know i can confidently stand with my other three and a half i've made and be like yeah i think this 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 is right in there so what, what would you give it i uh i think that well so going into it you don't have to be saying that you don't have to that you have to dive in deep I think that this is one that Wynn has his specific meaning he's talking about, but this is one that is very easily 
applied to your own life. And whatever your definition of the modern man is, even the way he says the chorus and the erase that you want to erase the number of whatever your version of the modern man is without diving in too deep about what Wynn says. Yeah. And I can see that's why... Every, a, everyone has someone on the, their phone contacts. They want to erase their number. Yeah, their own their own Black Mirror reflection. Uh, and I think this is a fan favorite. There was a time when this was my favorite song on the suburbs. Uh and um, I have Sleepless Nights at a five. And it, it's not a five. Lyrics, great. Musically, great. I had a four. And I stand by it. Yeah, I I, you were saying going down to 3.5. and like, no, no, no. I stand by it. This is a four for me. Um, very much so. For all the reasons that I said. Uh, modern yeah. Man. Yeah. So, yeah, well, again, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with month of May, sticking in the suburbs. Uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to be sticking around. It's a good neighborhood. It's a good, uh, good area. We're going to, yeah, month of May. Okay. Anyway, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we're Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, and we'll be back next week. Bye.